Welcome back to another episode of With Sonar. I'm Luke Velasco, of course, joined by Kyle Taylor. We've got a fantastic lineup for you today. We've got a lot to cover. We're going to blaze right in and look at some different signals in the market. Spot rates are still sky high, although there are some signals that might point towards a slight dip in the near future. Don't get scared, though. I wouldn't say that they're going to come crashing down to the floor, but potentially a slight dip. We'll look at that later on. And also shipping stocks is a great time to buy as they are continuing to just push higher. Not financial advice, of course. But with that being said, Kyle, how are you doing today, my man? How are things looking up as we get to the end of Q3? Yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting. It's very, I mean, I'm worried. And we're in a position where we're the third party. So we're the intermediaries here, not really being a player. So, you know, I get a little worried about looking into the end of Q4 or Q3 going into Q4 just because of what we're already starting to feel. Um, so it's, it's really interesting to start seeing some of these dynamics shifting because, I mean, like we said last week, retail season has begun. Um, yeah. You know, my, my, my family is already texting everyone about what they want for Christmas. They're already starting to buy. So can, at the end of the day, consumer spending is going to really drive the needle here. And if shippers haven't been proactive over summer like they should have been, then it's going to make it a really volatile um, October going into November with you know truck rates being already where they're at, which is extremely highly ele- elevated. So. No, but uh, you know what do you what do you see over there from uh, from your side? Your hair is getting long. You're looking wiser. You look like you might know a little bit more about what you're talking about. You know, it's it's definitely interesting. But what do you look at? Well, looks can definitely be deceiving, Kyle. But I appreciate the compliment. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, there's 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 obviously a lot happening in the market, and I'm hearing a lot of similar things. You know, something that's really interesting and is that. You know, rates are obviously very high for a lot of carriers, right? So if you think about a carrier right now and they have the ability to make, you know, traditionally they made $3,000 on a lane that they moved and now they have the ability to make 6000 right? They're at, what a carrier, some carriers are doing is they're actually working less. So that's right. hurt capacity. Not only are rates sky high, but it's hurt capacity further because these guys just, you know, they, they, they take a day or two off when they normally wouldn't be doing that extra day or two off uh, on their, you know, cycle. So it's it's really interesting to see some of that. But also we're, we're noticing as demand is still very high, right? We're starting to see a potential reduction in tender rejections, which we're going to look at that may impact spot rates in the near future. Now, I want to focus spot rates specifically because contract rates look like they're still potentially pushing higher. And that could also potentially be a cause of those spot rates uh, potentially sliding a little bit as carriers start to move over into contract. Uh, 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 freight as that becomes more and more lucrative over time. But we'll see. It'll all play out. Um, you know, Kyle, you also bring up a good point, right? We're getting close towards, you know, Christmas, people buying gifts. Uh, I don't know if this is like um, a thing or not, but can people buy me like stocks? You know, I'm a stock guy. I know you are too. I'm just that trying to be think, smart. Like, when do you know, we get to the point you know, that's funny. I actually thought stocks? about that. Um, I've been thinking about that with like my nephews with like, and you have two kids. So, I mean, I'm sure yep. you're thinking of it, you know, can I, you can buy them some stocks. Our, our president talks about it all the time, you know, with, uh, you know, various things that he bought for his kids very early on. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's so smart. Imagine if you were a UPS shareholder back when it was trading, you know, less than $20 a share. I mean, that's just a time where you just got to be able to capitalize on it. And, and, you know, that's definitely something I would want to in my stocking for sure. Um, yeah, but you know, something interesting. So I just came back from the McLeod user conference over the, the beginning of this week. And I've, and I talked to a lot of Sonar customers, some Sonar prospects, some partners of ours. And, and really to your point, the demand is there so that these carriers can really decide whatever they want to choose. 
and we think the the truckload market is as volatile as it is, well, let's start talking a little bit about LTL. I mean, the LTL market is almost even worse. Just be, I mean, we we talked about this way back when when I was even in studio with you guys talking about FedEx getting rid of so many customers and having to focus on exactly what they want to focus on. And so I was talking to a customer of ours over at Trans Impact, and that's what he brought up to me. He's like, God forbid there's something outside of 40 by 48. Um, you know, if you get any sort of volume, uh, you know, over dimension, something weird with, you know, you're getting reweighed, you're quoting your customer 500 comes back 2000. And, you know, they're not liking that. And so it's even worse in the LTL market if you get these outside of the norm styles of freight, because these carriers can kind of pick and choose whatever they want. And I think that's probably a good place to start because let's just see kind of where we've been over the past year. I mean, let's, let's throw up that, um, the up on tenor market share. Um, and so what this, what this map is really going to allow us to see is how this economy has changed over the past year. And, and Luke, I think this is probably one of your favorite maps to, to go to um, because it, because there has been such a shift over the past year. That's right. Yeah, I guess we, we can go ahead and throw that, uh, throw that up on the screen there. Um, so probably one of the maps uh, um, uh, of the U S that'll have, you know, all those different elements of what's going on in the market. But yeah, it's a big one. Cause really what it does, here's a good chart that kind of, you know, is a good place to start. Um, yeah. uh, you know, that, that just displays obviously where volume is at a national level. Think of that blue line there, right? That's the truckload volume level in the United States. And we've seen that continue to push higher. That dip that you see there on the right is the Labor Day holiday dip that we saw. Um, yep. so, and compare the orange line is, is uh, containerized international rail, uh, which looks like it's actually going lower, which, which is interesting. It means that that a lot of that volume is being pushed onto the truck. Um, but yeah, let's flip over to the map real quick and we'll see a really nice picture. Here it is. This is great. So this is, this is year over year change in market share. And let me define market share real quick. Market share is basically what percent of the nation's outbound freight lives inside of that market. So if you think like um, Atlanta and Ontario, California have been going back and forth recently for the largest markets by market share. I think Atlanta has around four and a half percent of the nation's freight right now. And Ontario, California is around 4.7%. So a slight edge over Atlanta um, in terms of overall volume that ships out on a daily basis. Um, mm -hmm. So monster markets, just think between those two cities, they have almost 10% of the nation's freight, which is, which is pretty remarkable. But this shows the year over year change. So we know volume is up and we know it's a lot. This shows where which markets are seeing the biggest increase and which markets are actually decreasing. So if you look here, um, you know, the markets in blue are, are experiencing the greatest increase in volume versus the markets in red are seeing a decrease. So while you notice Southern Cal right now is actually seeing a decrease, that doesn't mean there's not a lot of volume in Southern Cal. It's still monster, right? We just talked about how Ontario, California is the biggest market, but it's red here. And that's because it's actually getting a little bit small. It's losing a little bit of that market share versus Atlanta is blue. Lakeland, Florida is blue. Dallas, very blue. Uh, uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania there, that little blue dot in the Northeast is very blue. Those are the markets that are growing, which shows you where the opportunity is in the future to, if to really grow. No, exactly. And, and that's, that's where we're seeing this expansion contraction that happens over time. And, and I, I, this is always a great place to start. And so, you know, as we see kind of where we are from last year to this year, giving us a perspective of where, what places are really growing. I mean, we've heard, you know, 
ton of factories shifting to the Texas markets just be, just over COVID because of expansion there, availability of, of real estate, and additionally, them being in a really good place to service really the entire South and into the Northeast um, from, from those uh, railheads that are in the Dallas market. Um, now, let's... You know, one thing that I wanted to to talk about as well is is that chart that we actually just started with, and 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 so now that we get this perspective of where these these markets have been over the past year, let's throw up that chart that is looking at our tender volume with that international rail volume. And so the reason why this is extremely um, extremely reliable, not just reliable, but something that you need to look at, because. The, the blue line is going to be indicative of demand for assets. So that's our outbound tender volume index for the United States. So how much demand there is for trucks. So these are actual tenders that are being offered. These are actual loads that are moving through the market right now. And so, you know, historically coming out of Labor Day, we do see a little bit of a bump, but it's actually significantly higher than what normally has, with the historicals that have been. But that orange line, the orange line is something that not a lot of people look at. You know, me and you, Luke, we were brokers. When did we ever really talk about international rail volumes and what is the impact? Never. There? And now, yeah, come on. Like, listen, I'm a broker. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to make some money here. Um, but as we started diving, data is more available to really everyone right now. And so now seeing some alternative data sets related to the trucking market, that orange line since about mid-August has been on a sharp decline. And so, you know, there's a, a couple assumptions I've talked with, you know, shippers, I've talked with brokers, you know, I have my own kind of insights into what I think is happening. And, and really what this is telling me is that retail season's here. And, you know, because when you start thinking of why would the, when we looked at customs data and we looked at our IOTI, our inbound um, oceans TEU index, those are still record highs. So it's not a lack of volume coming in. But now we're seeing international volumes over the, loaded over the rail start to decline, whereas truckload volumes start to increase. It means people are not able to capitalize on the rail because of the service that rail has. You know, if you if you need to have it in a certain time frame, you're going to have to put it onto a truck. And so that's the big indicator that's really calling it out to me that we have a volatile run ahead of us, and there is going to be tightness coming. And you better be ready for it. If you're a shipper and your containers aren't here yet, you're going to have to go to team trucks. You're probably going to actually may have to use some air volume. So it's going to be really interesting to see that. And we'll have to dive into some air stuff later yeah. on. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and it, it, it's it, it's a good testament for how, you know, aggressive this retail or season is because goods need, need to move quickly. And on the rail, they don't move quickly. You save a little money, but you don't move quickly. Um, right. So that's a and if you, really, and also what it could be called calling out as well is that if you do have, if you don't care about you know time or ETA on the rail, demand's going down on the rail, so it might be a good way to start to push rates down, and so you can capitalize yeah. a little bit more on some transpend reduction, knowing that demand is lower, um, even though rails don't really change yeah. their rates uh, as quick as the over the road trucks do, but, uh, but definitely something interesting to see if you do use the rail. Quite You're absolutely much. right. Now let, let's go to the next chart here. And this is kind of one of the things that I wanted to talk about for a potential peak in, in spot rates. Okay. Uh, now before anybody here starts to criticize me, our peak, our spot rates actually peaked. Are they going to fall down the cliff? Here's the quick answer. <laughs> I don't know, but what I am, I'm just looking at a signal here. Sometimes signals are wrong and they might go higher. If you're a 
carrier, I hope they keep going to the moon so you can make as much money as possible. If you're a shipper, I, I'm also on your side. I'm Switzerland, right? Maybe they'll go yeah. down. But um, the reality is I don't know. I'm just looking at a signal here. And, and this is one of the first things that I, that I wanted to look at. So if you look at, and, and we, we're just looking at this out of the Denver market right now. So if you look at the chart on the left, right? Um, and this is going to vary depending on, on what market you're looking at. But, you know, Denver's showing a signal that it might be softening. Okay, so long haul inbound tender rejection rates going into Denver. You can see there they're starting to decrease. Okay, and this is this is uh you know, and when I say they're starting to decrease, you know, you might be saying like, well, hey, like it looks like they're starting to actually increase. That was running into the Labor Day holiday, so that's so that holiday couldn't even take tender rejections in, into Denver to a new high, right? You know, we saw right. the peak right there. It looks like in mid August. So we, we've already, we tried to basically go back up to the peak and we stopped. And now after the holiday, we're coming back down. And just to validate this a little bit on, on why those tender rejections are such a good leading indicator for uh, spot rates. If you notice the truck stop uh, van rates on the right are a perfect example of how closely these two things correlate, right? I mean, you can see right there that those spot rates, you know, they've fallen off of their high. And you can see there that those spot rates took a little bump up there at the beginning of September all the way on the right. And that's due to that holiday week peak. But now that we see tender rejections come down, I would expect those truck stop rates to start to fall over the next week or two. They're a little bit yeah. delayed. They're about a week behind. So um, Dude, that, that's is, kind of the first so signal perfect. that I'm looking at. It's so perfect that you bring this up, you know, because, you know, tender rejections have always been a proxy for where spot market rates are going. It's, it's right. a contracted focus. So we're looking at how often, what is the carrier's reaction to supply and demand? And, and so carriers that are upholding their contracts normally don't have a lot of optionality. So when you start to see more carriers reject freight, that means more options are out there, which means rates are going to go up. And, and so seeing this, I mean, it's almost identical. I mean, the truck stop rate's a little bit more flat, not as volatile as our, because we're looking at it on a daily on the left. Um, right. But to, to see that peak there, and then all of a sudden we start going down. I mean, this is really a reason why even though we're looking at contracted tenders that are moving every day, how much impact this has on when on customers that are on brokers, carriers that are active in the spot market, because these signals here, all of a sudden these rates start to going to start going down. You know, if I'm a carrier and I'm looking at that, that long haul inbound on, on Denver, it's, you know, and I see that really start to, to, to fly down that, that tells me that, my rates maybe need to be a little bit more competitive. I may need to start pulling my rates down because as we can see on the chart on the right, it, it fell down right with it. And so if I'm still maintaining a perception that this is moving at $4.75 in the market within, what is that, like a half a month, within 15 days had dropped all the way down to four thirty. Well, that's when you're all of a sudden starting to feel the pressure from brokers that's when you are also starting to feel the pressure of like maybe I'm saying no too option no too often and it compounds on that tender rejection index and so this is you know just exactly why for carriers for brokers you need to follow not just a rating tool but you know what is that sentiment behind the rate yeah and and that's right and and this is why it's 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 a signal right I mean we're only looking at the tender rejections here on the left it's only been a few days of these declines. Well, about mm -hmm. four or five days there, I think, is that timeline there. Um, and, and so it's going to take time. The trend may continue to play out. And I think right. it might since, you know, we saw the already saw the run up to the holiday. Like there's not much. I'm sure there might be a tiny little spike at the end of the month as, as there always is. But 
the reality is, I mean, it, it could continue. And this is just one market, but I've seen this in other markets as well happening. And, you know, this is the reality that we're in, especially on the long haul side, right? Um, you know, and that's really where the LA to Denver lane is. It's a long haul lane. So as that continues to, to decline, um, now again, I'm not saying it's going to go to the floor. I don't think it's going to go to the floor. I, I think it's still going to remain very elevated, elevated from where it was, you know, maybe like a year ago. But I mean, it's it, the the trend is, you know, that that's the signal, right? I wouldn't say it's a full trend yet, but I would say it's the, maybe an early signal. And sometimes the early signals are right, sometimes they're wrong. But uh, that's what I see right now. Um, if it's you're curious, though, I, I hope I'm wrong. If very I were you, I'd love you to be wrong. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be yeah. right. I don't know if it's going to be wrong. No, it's always going to be right. So it's um, I'm it's, never it's really wrong. Never wrong. Um, yeah. For those of you listening on uh, our well, podcast, I'm still investing my a, money. That was a hard wink that I just put there. Um, and do we need to have a disclaimer just, or something? Right, put an asterisk at the bottom. Um, but interestingly enough, also for for those that didn't really notice what we were talking about. That was that was a long haul inbound for Colorado for Denver, and right. that just goes to show another granularity. What are we talking about, Kyle? What a long haul! That's anything over eight hundred miles. We can break down all of these mileage bands. So if you do something specific, why would you look at a national average? You can look at the you know the national average and try to okay, this is kind of roughly where it goes. Tender rejections are actually below the national average for that lane. But yeah. if I'm specifically working in that, you saw that big change is about a 16% increase. So, I mean, it's it's wild. And that's why you need to focus on the mileage band and then inbound and outbound so that you can really dial in, you know, okay, is this relative to what I do? Or am I just kind of going with the wind and just being kind of a sheep and seeing how everyone's doing it? Hopefully it works for the exact situation I'm talking about. No, you're you're and, absolutely right. And so and with that, let's jump to another one. Let's jump to, I was gonna say, let's let's go go to the there. next one here. We'll go, we'll go to the map view. I like the map view. Perfect. Oh, this is, this there is, we are. Look this that. is that's like pretty. a red that's button. A, that's your baby, right? V-O-T-V-I-W? Yeah, this is, for those of you that are with Sonar people and, and have, have followed us, we've done probably a, what, over a hundred shows by now, Luke. Um, this used to be the exclusive map of with Sonar for probably the first like four it months. It really did. It really did. It served us so well. I mean, it's still fantastic. We got yeah, so to bring it out, here, you know, so dust it off every now and then. Yeah, you definitely got to you got to blow off the cobwebs. And so what we're looking at here is is our map again. It's 135 U.S. markets. Um, and so what this but the underlying data has changed, whereas before we were looking at the, the change yearly for market share. We have now added our, our VOTBIW, which is going to be our van specific. So it takes out reefer, takes out all those other um, uh, uh, trailer types. And now we're seeing on a weekly change. So the blue and red here. So blue is going to tell you where compared this time last week. So seven days ago, how has the volume changed? Darker blues are going to be more indicative of higher changes. And then reds are going to be telling you where there's been strong decreases. And who would have guessed that of all places, Tallahassee, Florida, home of the Florida State Seminoles had a, I think it's well over, I think it's like 160% increase in volume going into that market or going out of that market right now. But this is just showing you where, where demand is shifting and, and can really allow you, allow your sales team, your carrier team, shippers to understand kind of these dynamics, because at the end of the day, we're all fighting for the same capacity. And this allows you to kind of get you a game plan to, to attack it by. 
Exactly right. So if we if we look at the first, if we compare this to the first round, the first half is more of the long term trend, right? So you can see where the growth and contraction is for opportunities. Think of this as the short term trend. Hey, what's happened over the last week? Where do maybe I adjust my trucks this week? Where do I uh, dedicate you know phone calls to this week on the broker side? Which customers am I you know? Let's be honest, bothering the most, right? Or maybe I'm a shipper as well, and I need to know. Okay, if there's all this increased volume. I may I may have to pay a premium. There's more demand. I need to give my carrier base or brokers now more notice to get my loads covered. I want to get ahead of this, right? So it's you know it's all about you know how do I leverage this depending on what position I'm in. And I think regardless of whether you're a shipper or a three PL or, or carrier, you have opportunities here to leverage that. Like Tallahassee, right? 130 percent plus increase in volume from seven days ago. I'm a shipper. I'm giving. I'm pushing as much notice as I possibly can to my providers. Be like, hey guys, like we're good. Like. I got freight for you, you know, get it covered. If I'm a carrier and I've got an opportunity to go to Tallahassee, I might send a couple of trucks down there to take advantage of that, right? Yeah, um, exactly. So there's there's opportunities. You know, biggest thing for, for me and you, Luke, when we were brokers was like, where am I going to call next? What am I going to, who, who am I going to try to reach out to? And seeing things like that allows, you know, VPs of sales, you know, directors, managers of sales teams to be able to help their team say, hey, you know, because Tallahassee is really a backhaul centric area. So seeing that demand is really risen up. Those are the those are the low hanging fruit that you can now come in and being a broker, you don't have assets, you don't have to like guess to try to position them there. Now you can go in, utilize a spot and you can see rates are going up. And so if you can kind of capitalize on potentially carriers that don't have up to date data, you'll be able to really get a backhaul rate for a head haul price. And, yeah. and that's really how you make your money as a broker and how you get that ROI when we start thinking of how do we you know, use this application on a day-to-day basis. No, you're spot on. I absolutely love that. You know, it's, all, it's all about you know, leveraging where you are in the market. I know we're, we're getting closer towards the end of time. So let's, let's go to that last, uh, that last chart there. I think we're looking at the Columbus market. Yeah, St. No, Louis, man. Who would have guessed? St. Louis rejection rates have found a floor like right at about 22 and a half. And, and so, but the market is really, a, that's a really volatile market. It, it shifts on a dime. It, there's a ton of volume going in and out. It's right in the center of that, you know, right, right south of Chicago. You got the Harrisburg right to the east. Um, you, you got, you know, the Mississippi coming right down. Um, so you got a lot of different dynamics that can, can happen there. And so, um, you know, we're looking at, a, a couple dynamics. So break down a little bit of kind of what we're seeing. This is a ton of lines right here. Yeah, a ton of lines, a lot of pretty colors, right? So, you know, the left chart here, St. Louis, is what we're looking at the outbound tenant rejection index in blue. Okay. So the overall tenant rejection levels are 22.5% there in blue. Uh, that's kind of in that, you know, again, left, left chart there. So that's telling you where the overall market is. The green line is St. Louis 2 columbus specifically tenant rejections which are in that green line that's a 27 percent. so specifically you know tenant rejections going from st louis to columbus a little bit elevated right now compared to the mm-hmm. overall market and then uh you know the uh, tenant rejections going out of uh, uh of columbus right now are in orange they're actually a little bit below the overall market so basically the way i would look at this is st louis is a little bit tighter uh overall than columbus and because of that Cares are rejecting more freight going to Columbus because they have better opportunities to get them out of St. Louis. So they don't right. really want to go to Columbus if they can avoid it. No, exactly. And, you know, Columbus being an active market, you know, you really got to look at the type of freight that you're, you're having to move in there because there's a lot of undesirable freight. 
that is, but at the same time, there's a lot of really good freight that you can move out of there. So, you know, you got to keep the loads moving. And, you know, if anything is going into the Northeast, you got to be, you know, if I'm a carrier rep, I'm, I'm flagging that, that that's high priority, um, especially, yeah. you know, coming out of the Midwest. That's, those are the things that I want to make sure I'm covered first because there is such a, a volatile movement and the chances of spot market rates reducing is actually quite possible now that we see kind of a downward um, trend in, yeah. in all of tender rejection, not only just for the market, but on a lane level as well. Um, yeah, and, and, that's and another so, perfect example there, right? The trend, yeah. the trend is down. This one is a lot more, in my opinion, compelling than the, than the Denver one that we looked at. I would very confidently say rates are or will be declining in the very near future out of the St. Louis market. I, I'm very comfortable saying that. Maybe that'll change, but right now, I, I, I really do think that's the case. Yeah, and for shippers, I mean, you really got to make sure. You know, you have a, a dense carrier base that you can go and get some options from. And and at the same time, what have we been talking about from shippers is, is like, what can you do? And it's it's that lead time. It's understanding, you know, okay, how much, if I can, I know a lot of shippers, you know, it's like, hey, we get orders in, we make the product in a day and the order's got to be there in three days. So like, we don't have a ton of options. We don't have that choice. But if you, you got to think about like, how can we get creative? And that's, those are the dynamics that you can get creative with. And if you have the ability to do that, that is numero uno. And that's what's going to separate you if you don't have that desirable freight. Well, maybe I can give carriers a little bit or brokers a little bit more lead time so that they can, you know, pursue their options if they need to, to, you know, make sure that, okay, well, I don't need this there at, at a certain point, but, you know, I want to keep a price at a certain price tag, you know, kind of ties it all the way back to looking at the international volumes versus the, the trucking volumes. If you have that option then you need to know when to exercise it. And if it's looking at, you know, I'm going to pick on some people tonnage from, you know, a quarter ago, that's not going to help you. You're looking at weight from, you know, specific lobbying parties. I mean, it's, it's not going to help. You need to know, you know, mileage bands. You need to know lead time. You need to know what the rail's doing. You need to know all that information so that you can make a decision. No, you're absolutely right. And, 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 that, and that's what this boils down to, right? It's just, it's information. This isn't really designed to tell you what's going on in your network. Right. You know that everybody knows what goes on there in a network. This is designed to tell you what's happening around me and how do I use utilize this to benefit my network. Right. And that's and that's where the beauty comes into it. Right. It, it, it's, it's leveraging information. It's just knowing more than the person next to you. Right. What makes a good stock trader? It's knowing information before everybody else does. Simple as that. Um, speaking of which, you know, I, I'm still working on that, that stock trading part. So yeah, I'll get back to you on that. While you're recording, you were you're trading in the background. What a yeah! What let a me see. Let me make a couple a couple moves here. You know, we're, oh, we're slicing so, and dicing. So Luke, if you were a superhero, what would your superpower superpower be? Oh man, I just need to be able to see like 24 hours into advance on the stock market. That's it. I'm done. Right. Dude, I need. I, I, need was that, I, would, I thought you were going to give me less. I thought you were going to say, "Just show me five minutes ahead." Show me why. Five minutes works too. You know, that, I'm gonna ask more perfect. if I can get more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's perfect. You couldn't perfect. you couldn't make a bad move if that was the case, right? Couldn't make that's a bad exactly move right. if that was the case. Yeah, well, perfect. Was, well, no, this was great, Luke. I think this was a little bit deeper, and I hope uh, our viewers, you know, can take a little yeah. bit out of this. Let us know in the comments if you like this style. We got a little bit into the weeds today. Uh, see if you if you like that. If you don't like that, if you want to see something different, you want to see more than that. You know, let us know. We're we're, we're messing around trying different things here. Yeah, if you want to see Luke in a ponytail, his hair will be there soon. Hey, you know, um, you just you give, me, give me a couple more months. We'll, we're not far away. A couple more, <laughs> six more months. We might, we might have something for you.
Anyway, folks, thanks so much for joining us today on With Sonar. We'll see you next Wednesday, live, 3.30 p.m. This is Luke and Kyle, and uh, have a great rest of your day. See ya.